1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. void. report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
2: plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round.
1: We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, Mm -hmm. I was coming back on the plane. And he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him.
2: (laughs) I said, What? Sergeant Pepper? Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're
0: listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Buck Brief. On this episode, my friend Brian Dean Wright, you got two CIA guys diving into the Middle East, going to tell you how it really is and what's really going on and more. Brian also has The Wright Report podcast, which I recommend you all go check out and subscribe to yourselves. My CIA brother from another mother, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. So good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Can we, actually, can we talk about one thing before we dive into the Middle East? Do, do you ever get a little bit frustrated? Lately, on the right... Well, the one thing is because everybody knows, I mean, I went uh, right out of CIA, worked for Glenn Beck. I've always been conservative or right wing. Anyone who knew me in real life, I was considered a kind of a right wing loon when I worked at CIA. I mean, not in my work, but people who knew me going all the way back to when I was probably about 15. I was like, yeah, I'm right wing. Um, (laughs) People now think that CIA, they think of it in terms of. You're part of some like uh, Illuminati deep state conspiracy and yeah. you can't be trusted on the right. I look at them, I'm like, I joined the CIA to join the unit that was trying to hunt and kill Osama bin Laden after 9 11. Right. Like, right. I, I didn't go yeah. in there to be, you know, collect, to, to be the bag man for Hunter Biden or something. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I just kind of yeah. wanted you to address this because whenever someone's, oh, you can't trust me, CIA, I'm like, I went into CTC in the bin Laden unit. Like, what, what? Do you want right. people to find right. well, and kill them or not?
1: Yeah, look, I, I do get this as well, and I actually think it's fair. So I think that there are two different eras. There was an era that you and I joined in, which was back in the day, immediately after 9-11, we were going after the bad guys, we were killing them, and we were doing what we needed to do to serve the American people. And we didn't care about politics. Man, that stuff stayed at the front gate. You and I remember those days.
0: Yeah. There, there, I mean, there, there was a time different. where CIA had a clear united mission. It did exist for a little that while. That is
1: correct. Yes, that is correct, sir. The, tr- the Trump-Russia collusion investigation, I think, changed a lot of things. You can probably go back a little earlier than that as well. Some of the, the hires that you started to see in the Obama era, there was a huge switch from mission of, for others, for the country. It was all about the self. It was my truth. And I don't know if you ever were there or you would talk to people when they would start uh, working at, during that time. And a lot of people just became very much focused on the me. And I think what was two years ago, we had those CIA recruitment ads. They were talking about being intersectional and bipolar. And none of that was about actually the agency or mission for the country. So I think you combine those two things, these these crazy ads, they're asking people who would have mental illnesses and intersectional, which I don't even know what that means. It sounds like a sofa. But the point is, they're recruiting these crazy people. And we got the Trump-Russia collusion thing with guys like John Brennan and James Comey at the FBI. And it just poisoned the waters, and I think a lot of people very, for very good reason, are like, I don't know if I trust you. If you got those three letter agencies behind your your name, I don't know. I'm a little suspicious. So yeah, look, I think for the rest of our lives, we're going to be smeared with that, and uh, it's going to be our fight, which is well, I, I, because I mean, you I have just know.
0: I, yeah, look, I wanted us to be able to go on the record, leave somewhere, and say, you know, in the in the post nine eleven. Days Really up until the Obama administration. So there was an eight year period at the CIA where it was all about. Now, put aside the I know there's the Iraq WMD part of the conversation. People who worked in the Iraq office leading up to the invasion were a part of that. People like me who joined the Iraq office in like 2006, 2007 had nothing to do with that. We were trying to find the Al Qaeda in Iraq guys who were beheading people and turning the country into a hellscape and a civil war. But before that, I came into CTC, and and I know you were working the counterterrorism mission too, and I just think that it's worth like letting everybody know, I lasted Amen. for, uh, what, two years of the Obama administration, and I was like, I'm out. I can't, mm. I can't. maybe three mm. years of the Obama administration, so I didn't, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to stick around for this. I went to the NYPD for one of those years, so anyway, um, but it's, it's yeah, a little bit, right. I, I see it now more than ever. With the FBI, though, I've got to say, and I had some friends who used to be in the FBI back in the day. FBI at the top level lost its mind, man. I mean, and it and, and deserves to lose a lot of the faith of the American people. I'm not saying CIA doesn't. We've already been taking shots at CIA. FBI, yeah. Yeah. I don't trust them. I'm going to say I, I don't trust FBI anymore.
1: Well, you got a, c- a couple of great uh, special counsel reports that gives you very good reason for that. The lack of strict fidelity to law. That is one of the great lines that came out from the Durham, uh, Durham report. So, yes, we all have good reason to say that
0: the fbi might have some troubles these days yeah it's uh it's disconcerting all right let's 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 move this uh to the middle east but first up i want to tell everybody about my friends uh at american financing and how they've been helping your neighbors save money for 25 years they saved their customers an average of 854 dollars a month last year by tapping into their home's equity to pay off high interest debt And with mortgage rates dropping into the fives, now's a great time to call American Financing. All it takes is a 10-minute call to 866-890-9392. They never charge any upfront fees, and that's why they have over 7,200 Google reviews and 4.7-star rating for those 7,200 reviews. Think about that. They've helped thousands of customers, including me. I got my mortgage for my primary home from American Financing, and they help people save money, put them in a better position. They can do it for you, too. 866-890-9392 is the number that's 866-890-9392 i'll go to americanfinancing.net nmls 182334 nmlsconsumeraccess.org apr for rates in the five start at 6.406 percent for well-qualified borrowers uh call 866-890-9392 for details about credit costs and terms all right brian we lost three of ours killed in action in Jordan on a base a drone <clears throat> strike from, they believe, Kataib, uh, Hezbollah. What okay. should be done about this?
1: Well, so I think looking small picture first, and let's go big picture in a second. The small picture is we have lost deterrence. Right? So a lot of folks in the Middle East, a lot of governments, terror groups, the Iranians beyond. They just don't believe that we have a credible military. We don't have a credible uh, commander in chief. And so they think they can get away with a lot. And they are. We're seeing this with the Houthis in the Red Sea. We're seeing this in places like now painfully in Jordan. But it's in Syria. It's in Iraq. (laughs) So the question is, what do we do in terms of this this immediate short-term response? We we can certainly hit the Iranians hard inside of Iran or throughout some of their various proxy groups in the Middle East. We can hit them. We can do that. Uh, The the Biden White House is trying to find this sort of Goldilocks approach, which is, well, we want to hit them, but not too hard, not too just right. I don't know what that looks like. I don't think the administration does either. So now the big question is, whatever you do, it's gonna escalate. The Iranians have already decided they want to escalate. But stepping back for a second, Buck, why are we in the Middle East? Why were those three folks there in Jordan? I think that starts to get to the bigger question of what comes next. Maybe the short-term strikes, fine. But we really are there now, I think, for one of two reasons. One, people will say, think of the Pentagon, the CIA, we need to go towards uh, at the root cause of Islamic radicalism. Do we really need boots on the ground for that? We should be debating that. The bigger question is around oil. That is historically why we have been in the Middle East. Well, because of the fracking and the shale revolution, we are actually the world's biggest producer of oil and natural gas. You produce about 20 million barrels a day. We consume that as well. So do we need to be there? Can we have a fundamental change from the 1917s to the 1930s when we and the Brits rushed into the Middle East to try to secure oil? Do we really still need to be there? Because beyond oil, why do we have folks there? So I think that that is the bigger sort of medium to long-term question that we should all be asking ourselves about. But in the short term, yeah, we can certainly hit the Iranians. We can hit them hard or not. But I think this bigger picture stuff also should be part of the calculus.
0: Yeah, I Say to people, I mean, the Wall Street Journal had its these are the three things that can be done. Uh, One was hit the proxies directly Two is hit Iran directly. And three was economic stuff and diplomacy, which is like, you know, suffer in silence, basically. Right. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But even on those on those first two levels, you know, I think you do it to establish some deterrence. um, Fine. But they're still going to do this kind of stuff. Uh, That's so I'm not sure how effective it is, even as a deterrent effect. You really just want to be able to stop them at the tactical level, at the operational level. Right. Uh, Because I don't think changing the Iranian proxy militia calculus, whether it's Gitaib, Hezbollah or just Hezbollah or any of these groups, the Houthis. I mean, talking about what they've been doing and and firing off at ships, that that's likely to happen. Um, So how worried are you? People seem to get very energized about the possibility we might get dragged into another Mideast war. Do you feel like that's overblown?
1: I think that anything is on the table now because you have an administration that doesn't quite know what it wants to do. You have a chairman of the Joint Chiefs who's put out mixed messages. The Pentagon is as well. I think that the one thing that probably limits a much, much bigger response is the fact that Joe Biden needs to win in places like Michigan, Arizona, Pennsylvania, that have very big either Arab or Muslim populations, and they would sway the election. And we know that uh, Mr. Biden is facing serious headwinds, definitely in Michigan with this, uh, you know, abandoned Biden campaign. So he's struggling. And I, I think any kind of bigger Middle uh, east conflict is going to, to not be good for his reelection effort. So I would say that from the political calculus in the White House this morning, or today, I should say, uh, I, I don't think they wanna push for war. And that's why it's all about politics. And if that means that a lot of our people in, uh, in uniform have to be put at greater risk because we don't have an deterrent uh, anymore. Well, I think the White House is okay with that which is awful. uh, But I think that that is what the White House is saying right now. So I think that we could stumble into a much bigger conflict. But I think what is holding back the White House right now is the fear that Biden will lose his reelection effort if he pushes too hard.
0: All right, I want to ask you also about that period where the secretary of defense was MIA for a few days Uh, uh, while he was getting the surgery done. So I I want you to weigh in on that. But first up, We're talking here about tension on the world stage and how very real it is. I mean, look at the Middle East, right? That's just one example of how things can change very rapidly and it can have a real effect on the global economy. And there are other folks out there who watch this very closely and specifically through the lens of what this could do to the economy. Former Wall Street insider Tika Tawari has some very strong opinions on how world events are going to influence the value of the dollar in this next year. He's put his thoughts in a video form so you can not only hear him speak, but see his research findings as well. It may well have an effect on the value of her dollar and your savings account, too. It's worth your time to watch this and see what Tika thinks can happen and how you can prepare. Go to MoveYourCashNow.com to learn the three steps you need to take to protect and grow your wealth in the coming months and year. That's MoveYourCashNow.com. MoveYourCashNow.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Uh, all right, um, Brian. The Secretary of Defense was gone and his next-in-command was on vacation and nobody, nobody knew what was going on what happened?
1: Goodness gracious. Well, I think that, that's a great question for the White House to answer and uh, our secretary of defense. Why did he think that it was appropriate to disappear, to not tell anybody uh, as he underwent his mysterious treatment for something? Then we found out it was cancer. Uh, obviously, we hope the best for him is in his recovery. But secretaries of defense, you know, come on, that, that is not something that you want to hide, no matter if it involves a degree of embarrassment, which is what I assume Mr. Austin, uh, why he hid his ailment? But you just can't do that. Well, what does that say to the nation, to the to Globe about the leadership that you can have a Secretary of Defense hide something from the Commander in Chief? Well, that's a problem. That sends a pretty clear message around the world that we got some dysfunction in D.C. And we do. So that's why that was so bad. Is how the rest of the world looks at the strength of our military and the strength of our government, and whether or not our Commander in Chief actually has a hold of his own team.
0: Brian, is there one place that you're keeping an eye on right now that you think could either get much worse? It's already bad, but could get much worse or could just turn in a hurry. And we got much bigger problems than we we ever thought we would. You know, is there some is there a a possible flare up uh, a hot spot that you're keeping an eye on other than just, you know, Ukraine and, you know, Israel slash Iran stuff?
1: Yeah, the big one, man, is Taiwan and what happens there in the South China Sea. And the fundamental reason there is because of computer chips. We rely on Taiwan for the vast majority of the computer chips that go into lots of stuff, to include our military, of course. But it basically is this, this little island that is the, responsible for modern life. And so if there was a war there, there's a cyber attack, an EMP attack, whatever it might be, profound, immediate effects on all of us everywhere, certainly in the homeland. The other piece that we are learning more about is China is embedding a lot of this malware in our country to basically shut down modern life as well. So in the hours leading up to or post invasion of Taiwan, that's, that flip gets switched, uh, or, or that switch gets flipped rather. Then uh, you are looking at chaos, anarchy inside of this country. The U.S. president distracted to, to, to not defend Taiwan instead of trying to deal with all the anarchy here. Uh, China is has done that. That's a Volt Typhoon is the group that has done it. So Taiwan is a big one for me. I know it is for a lot of other people, but we could see some interesting conflicts also in the South China Sea over some of these little second line island islands. That's the big one for me.
0: Brian, uh, before we let you go and everybody check out the right report, Brian's podcast, where he dives into these issues. And uh, he's actually somebody who talks to national security issues who knows what he's talking about, which is nice because, Brian, as you know, and I know a lot of people go on TV and like mm, this guy doesn't know anything. Uh amen. it happens, happens a lot. Which, by the way,
1: do, do you ever get somebody do you ever get somebody to reach out to you be like, hey Buck, what do you think about this issue abroad? And you're like, Oh, I think fine, you know, XYZ. Thing. And, and then they're on and Fox like an hour, hour later. an hour
0: later. Yeah. Of course. All the time. Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you yes. yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, just if it's like a friend of mine, it's fine, but it's like, hey dude, haven't heard from you in like five yes. years. What do you think about right. the the Hooties? Right. And I'll be like, You mean oh, the yes. Houthis in Yemen? Right. Uh yeah. you know. close. Yeah, you're close, buddy. Anyway, yes, that that does happen to me with some frequency. So let, let me ask you before we let you go. Your you get to a you get to assign a high school or no, let's say college, college level um class on intelligence. One spy novel. What is it?
1: Oh man. Oh god. Tinker, Taylor Soldier Spy. I mean, come on, Five. that 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 book. Yeah, god. Amazing. Can't
0: can't go wrong. Can't go. Okay, and and yeah. you get to show one movie about the agency to that intelligence class. What is it?
1: Do you remember the old movie called The Recruit? I watched that on the bus going to the farm. It was a Colin Farrell. Yeah, was I like remember. You like you like
0: that movie? I thought that movie no, was no, no. so boring.
1: He was. It was awful, but the best part was I was on the bus going down to the farm while I watched that so I could tell fun stories about that, and we were all like, are we going to die? Is that what this is really like? Why are they showing us this movie as we go to the farm? This seems crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's a, that only because there's a great memory there. That,
0: yeah, that, and uh, then you're just like riding around bicycles, going to the mess hall. You're like, hey, this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't so bad. Like, the farm is actually kind of cool. Like, like
1: Beat It yeah i, I always i honestly right. always
0: liked i always liked the farm i mean you know i didn't spend yeah. as much time there as you did but i liked it i would i would go and get to cool stuff Doing and, the things, that and course, things that go bang and things that go boom yeah it was yeah it was pretty good so wait but you didn't give me your answer though what what is the movie you that's the movie you wouldn't show okay what would you show
1: <laughs> oh man Look, I, 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 nothing comes to mind, and I'll tell you why. All these shows represent oh, you're like you're killing uh, me. You got to give me minutes. an answer.
0: What about what about Spy I, Game I, with Redford? You got nothing for me?
1: Oh man, I, I.
0: You don't like Zero you, Dark Thirty? I, 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 I mean, I can't let you off the hot seat here. Zero Dark Thirty doesn't get it done <laughs> for you?
1: Okay, fair enough. Zero Dark Thirty that was solid. That was absolutely brilliant. That is a lot of fun. There you go. Okay, thanks for saving me. That was a all good right. Show.
0: I'll throw you that lifeline. Zero Dark Thirty, very well done for what it was. I thought it was pretty excellent. I yeah. also think thirteen was, hours, because they just had the they just had the GRS guys as consultants, and I mean I, I think that's a underrated movie and very good for for what it is.
1: Amen, brother. And, and I'll tell you a, a lot of those uh, that you're highlighting now. It's how it actually is, and that's why I hesitate with all of these movies. It shows you kind of the CI or the the Hollywood yeah. version. Now you're getting to stuff of what it's really like uh, and yeah. the painful stuff, the hard stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: I just I never got my exploding cufflinks or the laser guns in the headlights of my Aston Martin. Like I was a little what, what about, about the that.
1: the, the be- beautiful little lady? What, did, you, did you get one of those or, or is your wife going to listen to this? Uh, how are you going to respond? Let's be careful here. Bond they, girls. They, they I issues? don't even
0: know. I don't even know what you're talking about. When I was in the agency, I don't even know if there was <laughs> such a thing as Bond girls. You you, lost, well, you lock it up, sir. No one's, read, no one's read into that program. All right, we've had enough of that. Uh, go check out the Wright Report uh, with my friend here, Mr. Brian Dean Wright. Brian, always a pleasure. We'll talk again soon, buddy. Thanks for being here.
1: Take okay, care, man. Be well.
0: The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's gold star, fallen first responders, smart home, and homeless veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org.
2: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he
1: can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world at the Godfather
2: slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void
0: were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.
2: One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big
1: bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, it was on boardy, and uh, mm-hmm. I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. (laughs) I said, what? Sergeant
2: Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report.